Welcome to part three. In this episode, the axiom will be the theme music, and the only rule will be to apply a wah-wah effect to it. Let me prove that to you. For the record, I had a tortilla wrap for lunch, and the chairs are fairly comfortable, but it would be nice to have a desk in front for my laptop. At lunchtime today, I spoke to Kevin, who attended the lecture given by the professor from Oxford. Kevin attended the summer school last week too, but I don't think I spoke to him during that time. Kevin is thinking of doing his master's degree, and is considering doing something related to constraint programming. We were also joined by Dirk, a researcher actively involved in the development of SAT solvers. Dirk is on the team that builds the Topo SAT solver, and interestingly, this was the parallel solver running on one and a half thousand threads that was discussed at the Pragmatics of SAT workshop on Saturday. I explained that I'm attending the conference to learn more about SAT, even though I'm not studying it. I explained I have some interesting complexity theory and would like to write a solver of my own someday. The discussion turned to other things, and Kevin mentioned various programming competitions he's taken part in. I asked him to describe a typical problem that you'd be given at a competition. He explained a problem with conveyor belts, chefs, and hungry customers. The task was to route plates of food to the right people, while optimizing the number of swaps you need to make. It sounded fun. We also spoke about how there's more programming in schools nowadays, and that it's great to teach these things at a much younger age. In the afternoon, a shipment of books was delivered to our conference room. To present at the SAT conference, you need to have a paper accepted by someone on the program committee, and these are then published in a special collection called the Proceedings of the Conference. I was very pleased to receive my copy. At some point, I'd like to go back and read through some of the papers now that I've seen the presentations. Hopefully, I can make sense of them and remind myself of what the talks are about. In the evening, I'd signed up to attend a Strachey lecture. These are special events that anyone can attend, and there's about three of them each year in Oxford. They're named after Christopher Strachey, who was the first computer science professor at Oxford. This event was scheduled so that it aligned with Flock, so that more people had the opportunity to go. The lecture was given by Stuart Russell from Berkeley. It was held in the Sheldonian Theatre in the centre of Oxford, so I had to leave a few minutes early to get there on time. The room itself was beautiful and had gigantic portraits on the walls. Stuart spoke about artificial intelligence, and the theme of his talk was on how we can unite logic and probability. These have traditionally been separate approaches for artificial intelligence, and he's been working on bringing them together. He spoke about a programming language he'd built called Blog, short for Bayesian logic. Blog was a declarative language, much like Prolog, but it allowed for rich modeling of probabilistic systems. Stuart also spoke about the difference between a closed universe system and an open universe system. The basic difference is that an open system can reason about objects that it doesn't necessarily know about. It can hypothesize that something exists, even if it doesn't know what. There were quite a few examples intended to show the wide applications where this language could be applied. One example was in an earthquake and nuclear test detection system. Using probabilistic reasoning, the system was able to accurately predict the location of nuclear missile tests. It was used to predict the location of the test in North Korea a few years ago. The talk was really interesting, and the presentation was excellent. I think the content had been simplified a bit for wider audiences, but after a long day of intense concentration, it was relaxing to follow along easily and not have to worry about losing the thread. 
For some reason, the person sitting next to me decided to photograph every single one of Stuart's slides, even the transitions where content was revealed one paragraph at a time. This seemed like a peculiar thing to do, and I found it quite entertaining how diligent this person was being. I'm not sure why he needs 200 pictures of a presentation being recorded by video cameras. On the way home, I grabbed a sandwich before starting to work on this podcast. Looking at the time now, I don't think I'll get this out today, hopefully tomorrow. Until next time, thanks for listening.